Captain, uh, maybe we ought to turn on the searchlights now. Oh. That's just what they'll be expecting us to do. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and that was the only clip I can think of to play when you're starting the podcast talking about conspiracy theories. I mean, I'm sure there's better ones like, you know, X-Files or something along those lines, but that was the first one that popped into my head was that clip from Airplane. And usually your first inclination is the one you're supposed to go with. So I went with it. I went with it. And that's, like I said, where we're starting today's podcast The big conspiracy theory. Now, if you weren't listening to the program, if you do not get my newsletter, first of all, welcome. And once again, if you're not, if you're only doing one or the other. So if you're only listening to the podcast, make sure you sign up for, of course, the newsletter, marketsandmortgages.com. It's free. It's a companion newsletter. Everything we talk about here on the pod, we, of course, talk about in the newsletter. And I we talked about it here on the podcast. There is a real estate agent out in Las Vegas who caused quite the stir in the real estate industry. So much so that the CEO of Zillow had to address this, which is still just amazing to me because I haven't, I've only been in the business for what a year. And I, and I understand that like, obviously I've been paying attention to it. I did a radio segment about mortgages for over 10 years. So, okay. I probably pay more attention than most, especially now, but I was watching this and I said, this is insane. There's this guy's arguing makes no sense based on what is happening in the markets. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I always do this. I get ahead of myself. So let's rewind here. So in case you missed it, a big conspiracy theory a few weeks ago, a Las Vegas based real estate agent named Sean Gotcher, which, by the way, I had no idea his name was Gotcher. That makes the story so much better. It's like, gotcha. I was totally lying. I just did this to get attention, which worked because he got a lot of attention. So Mr. Sean Gotcher posted a two and a half minute video on TikTok in which he described a scenario where an unnamed real estate website juggernaut, so he never said the name, but we all know who he's talking about. He's talking about Zillow. That's that's who he's talking about. Was using its massive user-generated database to scheme the local housing market and markets all across the country, and they were making bank. His argument was they'd buy up 20, 30 homes, and then the 31st home, they would pay an extra $40,000 for. And that would create a new comp and they'd sell the other 30 for that new comp price and they'd make a killing. Now, once again, he never says Zillow by name, but this video comes out. Everyone, of course, jumps on the bandwagon. Why? Because I've told you, here's the way the internet works. No matter how crazy your conspiracy theory might be, if you pick the right villains, anyone will buy it. <laughs> anyone will buy it. So if you're talking about, you know, Wall Street, if you're talking about landlords, you're talking about big tech, you're talking about whoever, people will be more open to buying it because they're like, you know what? I hate those people too. And so that's what happened. Everyone went, oh my gosh, this guy's probably right. This guy's, I mean, so much so that the CEO of Zillow had to come out and say, no, that this, there's no basis to what this guy is talking about. So, all right, we're going to fast forward a couple of weeks to Monday. Zillow announced that it will stop buying and flipping new houses for the remainder of this year and instead focus on closing existing purchase contracts and selling the homes it has it has on 
hand. So, man, why the sudden change of heart from Zillow? Well, they argued they were experiencing backlogs related to renovating the homes and that it faces constraints for on-the-ground workers, to which I saw that and I said, yeah, duh. (laughs) No, duh. That's what happened here. When I first heard that Zillow wanted to do this, I thought, well, this seems difficult like in normal times, this was going to be difficult to do. Why? Because you can't scale home flipping. You know, one of the benefits of being a behemoth of a company is it allows you to scale operations. You can buy supplies in bulk, and usually because of that large purchase, maybe get a discount on those supplies. But one of the other big benefits is you can centralize production. And while Zillow may be able to get a break on some supplies with the things that they are purchasing, they can't centralize production. What I mean by that is a plumber in Arizona can't also work in New Jersey and Florida. I mean, sure, maybe if Zillow had a team and maybe they could fly the expert to certain places, but we're talking about, you know, sure, some of it's skilled, others is just basic work. It makes no sense to be flying labor all over the country. So what happened is they were having to bid in the local market for the local labor that exists and they weren't having a lot of success at all. Now, not everyone's having this problem. Uh, One of their competitors, Open Door, seems to be doing well. I was reading a piece over at the Wall Street Journal, which they said that they seem to be succeeding at figuring out what's happening in the local markets. But you cannot scale it like you could if you were making shoes or whatever it may be, is that instead of having 50 stores, you just have one location and then you ship them to all the different places. That's how you centralize production. You can't do that with home renovation. You can't make all the homes in one place and then send them. You have to have plumbers and carpenters and painters in all of those places. And so you lose one of the benefits of scaling whatever it may be. And I, when I heard that, I said, it's hard to scale home renovation. And well, big surprise. I was right. <laughs> big surprise. I hit the nail right on the head. Now, here's the other component that is kind of funny to me about this. This was my assessment, assuming basic kind of normal economic conditions. Currently, we're looking at extraordinary times, especially in the housing market. Not even talking about supply chains and everything else, but just, just, just what's happening in housing in general. It's extraordinary. And one of Gotcher's whole points, I still can't get over the fact the guy's name is Gotcher. One of his whole points, or one of his, one of his major, the premise of his video is that Zillow was buying homes under market. I mean, they were paying less than the home was worth. And they were doing so in bulk. I mean, in a normal market, that'd be difficult, right? Once people caught on that this big company was buying up houses, they would start holding out for better offers. In a normal market, (laughs) not in a market where you're seeing incredibly, just never before seen home price appreciation, and zero inventory. So, I mean, I, saw, I heard this video and I saw it and I said, who is buying this? I mean, I've even been in the industry for a year or a little bit over a year. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, anyone that knows anything about real estate is like, this is the dumbest thing. And yeah, here we go. This is the proof. Now Zillow's like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, wait, or, or maybe they were worried that we were catching on. Is the conspiracy theory music working here? <laughs> Are you buying it? Where's my tinfoil hat? Let me put it on and really, really sell the talking point. Yeah, so Zillow's like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. We're not making, it's, it's not profitable. 
But remember, they were making so much money in distorting housing prices. And it was so successful that they are now not going to do it anymore. All right, September. I know it's October, but we just got some data recently from September with regards to home construction. Not a good month. Not going to lie. It was not a good month across the board. Obviously, the big stat that always gets all the attention. Housing starts month over month. We saw housing starts fall 1.6% to a rate of about 1.55 million. Now, the good news, year over year, housing starts were up 7.4%. But the big category everyone wants to know, single family housing starts. What was happening with single family and pretty much unchanged from August data, which is also unchanged, from the same time a year ago. So we got a lot of not changing action happening right now in housing construction. Building permits and housing completions actually saw bigger drops than starts in September. Building permits fell 7.7% in September, which is virtually unchanged from the same time one year ago. And housing completions also fell a little smaller, 4.6%, but their change year over year, 13% drop. So yeah, not a good month for housing construction. Once again, this is something we need with the inventory levels where they are. Now, single family authorizations fell about 0.9% month over month. We're down 6.2% when compared to the same time last year. Single family housing completions were virtually unchanged in August, but one of the only positive categories we saw, they were up 3.5% when compared to September 20. Now, let me see if I can say this name correctly here. Logan Mochama, who is the lead analyst over at Housing Wire, said it's important to look at the trend line when you're looking at something like housing starts that have seen big swings over the last couple of months. And when you look at it, I can't show you because it's a podcast, but it's actually somewhat stable. <laughs> it's moving up and we're actually getting to the point where we're pushing to pre-cycle highs here in 2021. So we're, it's actually maybe not as bad as it may appear, but what we need is construction. And it's not just for people to buy homes because this is, the, this is as some of the mortgage industry, a lot of people are, you know, are asking me like, you know, you worried because home prices are reaching this level. That's just, it's pricing people out of being able to buy. And yeah, there's no doubt we're going to see some, you know, slowing of prices. At least that's what I'm assuming we're going to see here probably later in this month. Could we see the first year-over-year year decline uh, with regards to Case Schiller? We we will find out in just a few weeks. But one of the things that gives me some hope that people are still going to be buying houses, well, one, because they are. I mean, that's, it's, it's clear in the data. We had the forecasts for the next two years that did show purchase applications are going to increase next year and the year after. But this is the one category that people are just going to keep buying. Rents are just skyrocketing. I mean, what's so weird about what happened during the pandemic is that rent prices collapsed and people still wanted to buy. And now rent prices are skyrocketing, which is going to give people even more reason to buy. Because, yeah, prices are skyrocketing with regards to purchases. But rents are on their way to that level. And if you had a choice between paying record highs for renting something or owning it, most people are going to say, you know, I'm going to go the ownership route. So the latest data is from the CoreLogic Single Family Rents Index. 
that showed that U.S. single-family rent growth jumped 9.3% in August when compared to August 2020. This was the fastest growth in 16 years and more than four times the growth rate that we saw in August 2020. Now, with the only silver lining, and there's not a lot in this report, the only silver lining is the fact that higher price pop properties are continuing to see the highest appreciation. So the more expensive places are seeing the most appreciation. So the people who are priced out of the market, at least their rents aren't skyrocketing as much as the other rents that exist out there. But it's still not good. I mean, a high price rental, you're looking at 10.5% appreciation considering last year, the year-over-year growth was 2.3%. It's just, it's nuts. Uh, in the low-priced, 7.1%. That's good in comparison to the high price. Uh, last year at the same time, the year-over-year appreciation was 2.4%. But here's the good news. So if you're listening to this podcast in somewhere that's not Miami and you're looking to rent, things could be worse because Miami has seen the most insane growth year-over-year, 21.4% jump in rents. That's just, it's, it's incredible. Uh, they you know, beat out Phoenix, who was up 19.2%, and Las Vegas was number three at 15.4%. Interesting note, this is the first time Phoenix was not in the top spot in almost three years. But, but Phoenix is nuts. Phoenix, not only is there, are their rents insane, their housing prices are appreciating at crazy rates. Uh, I also wanted to note, this is the fastest increase in the history of this index for both the low and high price tiers. So yeah, I mean, that's why I said as, as someone who's in an industry where you're like, well, people are still going to buy with home prices as high as they are. Well, yeah, because rents are reaching those levels and will probably eclipse them. And so it makes way more sense for people. It's like, if you can afford that rent, you can afford to buy. And people will be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to buy when prices are at record highs across the board. All right, coming out this morning, we got mortgage demand and mortgage rate data from the Mortgage Bankers Association. And I think that's it. We're good to go. So take my tinfoil hat off. (laughs) I need to have like a crinkling sound so it actually, I I can sell it. Like old time radio telling a story. I need to have my props here. I don't have any props in my podcast studio. I got to get it. All right, you guys have a great Wednesday. I'll see you here Thursday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.